Welcome to our PRBI live session today. I'm your host, Arunjit Ratan, and today we host our PRBI member, Judith Huss, on our live session. Judith will speak to us today about the PR industry in Germany. Before we add her on, a little bit about her. Uh, Judith is the founder of Huss PR Consult and is based out of Germany. She has over 25 years of experience in the PR and media industry. She graduated with a master's degree in German literature and a political science and did a brief stint as a trade journalist before she crossed over to PR. She started as a PR manager for a film company and later on joined a pan-European IT PR agency, which she quickly rose to the role, where she quickly rose to the role of the managing director of the Munich office. In 20, 2001, Judith started her own boutique PR agency in Munich, Germany, serving the German-speaking region for international clients spanning industries from media to health tech and consumer goods. Today, she speaks to us about PR in Germany and the way forward for the industry. So let's add her on and get started. Hi, Judith. Hello, how are you? <laughs> nice nice being on the show, Taran. I'm, I'm nervous to be honest because we PR people always rather stay in the background, as you know. So uh, yeah, happy to be on the show and, and, and meeting you and also the world, hopefully. <laughs> You're very much uh, so happy to see you today. Uh, so, you know, before we start discussing the topic of the day, uh, you know, share a little bit more about your company and how it came to be. Yes, um, as you already said in, in the introduction, uh, I've been uh, working as a consultant in, in form of a virtual agency actually since 2001. So I've been for almost 20 years now on the market. And um, I, before I started my own company, I was working in-house at a, a pan-European IT PR agency where really I got uh, sort of uh, hooked on working on, in, on an international scale, you know, because we had, uh, back then where I worked and I also was managing director at some point, we worked with different offices in, in all European uh, main centers like Paris. I mean, the original headquarter was in London and Paris. And then we had also offices in Italy and in France and also in Prague, Czech Republic. So I really got hooked on working with different kind of people in different kind of cities and also helping people or companies and brands really entering the German market, you know, and helping them with their media and PR necessities when working on very different, on a different territory. Because, I mean, that's what we always said before, and it's still valid today. I mean, if you talk about Europe, you're not talking about, especially if you come like from the States, you know, where PRBI is originated, so I have to be careful. <laughs> Europe is, is not, uh, you know, is very diverse in, in terms of mentalities and um, how people react to media and journalism and everything. So this was also my drive when I started my own business uh, to really hook up on and um, continue the work uh, for international clients. And then my actually my first client when I started off was Dow Jones and the Wall Street Journal, who I managed to really get away from my previous agency <laughs> because they wanted to really 
work with me and I've been working for them for a very long time, over 10 years as the PR representative in Germany. So, um, yeah. And um, since I was also responsible at Herald, where I was managing director for a large crowd of people, and I have to say I'm much more a PR person than I am a, a personnel manager, you know, I'm much more happy to, to deal with the PR issues themselves and, and really doing a lot of media relation, which is really my, my major uh, expertise. Um, I always wanted to stay lean and mean. This is what one of my clients once, once said. She said, uh, actually, Kate Dobbin, maybe she's listening in, <laughs> the former PR. <laughs> yeah. And ever since, I've been working on an international scale. And obviously, I, I have people helping me, but it's all very virtual and lean. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. You know, you're right when you say that um, we typically put our clients in front rather than us and we hardly talk about our own work. So today it will be interesting to get to, getting to know more about you. Yeah. Uh, though I have a question, you know, uh, what attracted you to PR? You did a brief stint as a journalist as well. Yeah. Uh, so why, what attracted you about PR that you decided that, you know, this is, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. Well, I, I think it, it would be too much to say that I definitely wanted to go into PR. I mean, I really always, I mean, this is now very typical, let's say, you know, I, I always liked uh, to communicate and I also liked to, to do, to write up things, you know, and as you, as you know, and we both know, writing skills are still very valid in the PR business if you want to be successful. So I wanted to do something. Yes communication and writing and um, it was just a bit of an accident you know because I, I worked for this um, trade journal and um, they I mean even back then which is really now a long time to be honest in the, in the 90s um, they, they were working with PR and there was an exchange between PR and the journalists and as you know quite a few journalists turned to PR later in the business and they asked me whether I want to do conduct their PR uh, and help them with public relations. So that's how I really started. And I, I had another um, part of my curriculum, which is not actually, which I did not maybe not mention to you because it's quite a long time ago, <laughs> but I also spent two years in, in Abu Dhabi in, in the Emirates, you know, where I, I worked um, actually in two fields. I also worked in marketing for a, for the local large telecommunications company, which is called Emirates Telecom. They are still there. I know that. <laughs> it's a big, big company. And they had um, a lot of, of uh, people from abroad uh, working for them. So I worked in the marketing department. And I also branched out to my actual master's degree. Um, I worked at the German school teaching international children uh, German and also English so um, this was before I came back to Germany and then really started my PR my PR business uh, and my PR career so interesting uh, you know the best discoveries are those that are accidental <laughs> and this career in PR accidentally and talking about uh, you know all the benefits and all the stuff that you love about it is very welcome on this chat 
Yeah, I, I just I also wanted to know, you know, you're predominantly working with international clients from countries um, such as UK, Japan. You mentioned you have a very interesting client from Japan as well. What makes it different uh, from working with national clients or those that are based in Germany? How is it different? Yeah, I mean, I think you really have to be very, I mean, the Japanese are very, they, as I told you, they have some similarities with the Germans because they're very strict. And I think they're also very conservative, even more than we are, to be honest, uh, is what I've seen. I mean, I don't, can I can only give my impression, you know, not, I'm not speaking for the entire company. Really? But uh, yeah, they're very conservative and, and you have to be, I mean, I think it's really, um, yeah, it's it's maybe into intuition you have to have, you know, um, to really be dealing. I mean, as you know, much of the dealing is via email these days, or maybe now Zoom calls. So you have to be very intuitive and in how how to handle those clients. And um, I really prefer to work with international clients that because they they don't make you believe then that they know everything you know if you work with german clients which i'm also doing it's not the, it's, uh, no offense but um they're more thankful you know if you tell them about the german market and the specifics we have here obviously because they don't if they enter the german market in many cases they don't even have offices here you know when you start off for them so this was when I really was uh, attracted to working with international clients. Yeah. Okay. Tell me something about your favorite client. Favorite client is a client who does um, who does not see and consider you as a working uh, extension or, or working base. You know, he's only using. You know, a favorite client is one who takes my, my advice. You know, and. <laughs> <laughs> and also um, trusts in expertise, you know, which is all, as you know, not always the case, you know, and and who is also, I also like clients um, who know about PR and how difficult it is, you know, and I, I call it an art, to be honest, you know, um, how difficult it is to actually con convince the media by certain measures we are taking and by uh, our expertise, and if a if a client is able to value that, I'm 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 very thankful that for for this client. <laughs> yes, absolutely, aren't we all? I mean, that's a dream client for everyone, you know, uh, to be able to have a client who takes your advice and listens to the counsel that you actually provide them, based on your experience. And everybody, I think, would love such a client. Yeah, I, and you mentioned, you know, it, it is difficult to uh, pitch stories as such uh, with shrinking media all over the world. And I think the last two quarters, starting February or March, has been very tough for everyone. How has your agency coped in the last months? How has it been for you? Have you evolved? Have you morphed into uh, something different, something unique that you'd like to talk about? Um, I mean... I, I, I'm lucky enough, first of all, I'm lean and mean, as I told you, or mean and lean and mean. <laughs> and I actually gained new clients, to be honest. Um, it's also good that I'm not, um, I'm not a uh, certain industry, you know, I'm, 
quite diverse. I mean, I mean, I have some pre preferences, and where I have the most experience is the media, media, PR for media companies. But um, I mean, I have not done so much different. I mean, I, what I really experienced that it was more difficult to reach the journalists. You know, they all went to home office and. Obviously, they also have the publications um, or the publishers, they have the problems that um, the advertising is gone down. You know, the demand for high quality journalism has gone up, but um, uh, advertising has gone down. So a very logical step is that if you have a print publication, they have less pages to fill, you know, and, and also the... The journalists in, in Germany, they went, or I'm, I'm covering actually the German-speaking region, also Austria and Switzerland, they all went in, in so-called Kurzarbeit. I don't know, I mean, the short, shorter working hours, you know, and so they were not, um, they were not as reachable as, as, as normal, you know. So this was, um, this is how I, I, and you needed to have the mobile number, which you don't always have from each journalist, to get a hold of them. So this has slowed down the process a bit, I think. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, world over, including in India, I think a lot of journalists have been affected. Yeah. Uh, uh, a lot of, let's say, publications have shut down, uh, supplements or bureaus have been shut down. Uh, a lot of journalists have taken pay cuts or you know, some a lot of them have even lost jobs during this time. And that has impacted the way we put together PR plans for our clients. Uh, how has it been in Germany? Has it been on simple veins? And how has it impacted your PR plans or PR campaigns? Yeah, I mean, it, it has uh, impacted the PR campaigns. Um, I, for some specific clients, uh, I do a lot of work also, uh, you know, placing them speaker placements, you know, on, on actual um, large conferences. And, and this is um, obviously has stopped, you know. And um, I always also, if I have speaker placements, I always try to get them into contact with journalists who are attending and, and use the opportunities for interviews and, and, and greet and meets. Uh, so this is definitely different. You know, there's a lot of things um, which have not happened this year. And it all started uh, from me for a big, large global media corporation where the CEO was scheduled to, to talk at a, at a German conference. And this was happening in, in, in March, early March. <laughs> and and um, then he had to, you know, say, well, there was a lot of work involved in, in getting all organized, but then on the last minute he had to cancel his, his attendance uh, because uh, it would have been maybe difficult to get back into his home country, UK, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you just have to be more patient, I guess, <laughs> these days. And there's some aspects which are not happening and but but i what i also experienced is that you have to be always flexible you know i mean quite a few of those conferences they're happening now in in a digital way but it's um 
it's different, you know, and, uh, but you still have to be as a PR person, you still have to, to stay abreast of the developments and, and give your client the best recommendation, what he can do under this new circumstances still to communicate and be, be present, you know. True. Uh, you know, uh, so th there are a lot of things that haven't happened for a lot of people this year, especially the, you know, um, press conferences, meet and greets, speaker sessions. I think we're all missing that. But um, there are also a lot of interesting developments in the media space that have happened that have directly impacted PR, right? Uh, like, for example, in India, uh, I think uh, digital webinars, um, online session, live sessions, podcasts have taken off. What has been your biggest discovery or which is that medium that has really, really, you know, uh, taken off in Germany in the last six months? In terms of the media? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, um, I mean, it's very much that, that um, people um, um, are really more, much more using now like Zoom here, over here. I mean, I think that has not been the case in, in before before that time. And um, it, it has also been, I mean, the Germans have a bit of the reputation to be a bit stiff, you know. I think that has also changed <laughs> to be more flexible. And, and, and because uh, I'm thinking now, because people really, I mean, of the big companies, they, they stayed all in their home offices and... and um, did work from home and there has also been a big discussion how especially women who who have their have their small children at home but still need to be the big marketing manager and do their zoom calls how how all of that could have been combined in a, in a in a good way and i think um, this led a bit to to a less lesser stiff and lesser strict uh, attitude uh, by by the big bosses i mean that's at least the discussion over here you know so uh, and and as you know it's really rather backwards still i mean that really sounds ridiculous but that's the case and um, i mean we are not so digitalized as compared to other countries also in europe um yeah like france they're much further ahead and um, this is now really has been um, a period where a very uh, fast digitalization process and all, all also uh, were from top to down. Everybody really um, learned it now that we need to digitalize, you know. <laughs> so that has... I don't think has a, has, a, has a chance, you know, they, they have to do it if they want to survive. Yeah. yeah? I think the digital growth of a lot of companies, a lot of countries, in fact, for that matter. Uh, so, you know, in this limited space, limited scope of work that PR is now being asked to, uh, to kind of be creative, yeah? Has the ask from your clients changed? Have the, has the demand from your client changed? How, how are you handling that right now? I mean... No, I mean, not really. I mean, I can't say because I have a very specific uh, client range. And, and and as I said, I do a lot of real consultancy. And uh, yeah. I can't really say that I have very different um, demands. I mean, I'm, I'm also very, um, you know, my, my offering range is really 
very much media relations. I'm not doing web website design or anything. Uh, so I'm, I'm, and I'm also not doing marketing. I, I do now inf influence the relations and, um, this is, uh, but that has also not really been very different. I mean, it's, it's just, um, maybe the clients ask you even to be more precise, you know, in your approach and, uh, True. Results are more more uh, important than ever. You know, I think you're very much measured more than years or 20 years ago uh, in the results you're getting. I think that uh, has also changed. Yeah. True. So in the last six months, you know, uh, I'm sure you helped a lot of your clients handle the COVID crisis and uh, you know get over it so smoothly and seamlessly. Uh, share a few case studies with us or share a few examples of some of the best work that you've done in the last six months. Yeah, one of my clients is actually, um, you want to call it maybe a beneficiary of the COVID crisis. Um, it's, a, it's a rather small co company, um, a German company. For a change, <laughs> so uh, but they um, they got into uh, we have a, a state uh, produced uh, Corona va um, warning app application. I don't know if, if you have something like that in, in India, um, which was um, really being ordered by the state, and the, the state um, chose two very big, large uh, um, software companies to produce it. I mean, the German Telecom and, and SIP, SAP. And um, they really spent uh, many millions on that. And, it, and it's, still not really, um, it's still not really sure whether it's really helpful. Everybody has it on his, on his mobile, but you need to have a very new mobile and it it doesn't work with everybody, so it's it was very expensive. It was paid by tax money, you know, <laughs> and uh, the benefits are not really clear yet. Maybe hopefully I don't get a call from the state minister tomorrow, but it's, it's quite uh, discussed here, you know. And the company I'm working on the project actually um, is um, a very small company who produced a three-part Corona um, app. Not only digital, but also offline. You know, for people to keep the distance, keep the distance of 1.5 meters. That's what they tell us here, uh, which is especially designed for companies. You know, uh, for production areas and also for for tourism hotspots um, and um, for industries. You know, for shops and and it's a very small company and i really helped them within the months to get quite some very good coverage and exposure <laughs> so um yeah so that was one of the cases i really was involved now and, and i'm still, still am involved with this corona um problem we have yeah interesting uh, i'm sure they'll be you know uh, grateful for the kind of counsel that you would have given them it's not very easy uh, subject to deal with at this point? No, uh, but um, as I said, the, the, what I'm proud of is that they, they have been positioned as a very small player. And, uh, and when when I started working with them, I thought, well, how, how what kind of um, um, sustainability does that project have? You know, because we thought, well, 
maybe we have in a few months, we will have a, a, vac a vaccine, you know, and then we don't need this anymore. And uh, so I needed to act very quickly. And um, so it was also, um, or it, it's still go going on. And now everybody says we need solutions like that on a longer term basis, you know, because there might be some other pandemics or, I mean, this is still obviously going on, you know, and, and still very important. And um, this company is also in, in the health business and one of their owners is actually a medical doctor. And um, the, the corona pand pandemic is also an opportunity um, to, to get people's awareness for their own health increased, you know. I mean, um, that, right. yeah, so this is, um, I mean, I find a very meaningful and, and good project I work have been working on, yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm sure there'll be more projects uh, on a similar vein. So is your company now pivoting towards working on more clients in the healthcare space? Yeah, I mean, they haven't been my first client in that area. I've been working for a number of clients in the, in the healthcare. Yeah, sure. I mean, I I, um, I worked for for quite a few already in the past, but um, currently this is my only healthcare client. Digital. I mean, it's very digital on one hand, but on the other hand, all. I also like to do PR for for meaningful things, you know. <laughs> so. I, I, I definitely am interested uh, in in doing some more work in that area. You know, it's it's very hot uh, hot, hot competition. You know, uh, definitely, uh, but it it has relevance for practically everybody. You know, I'm sure. I mean, now it's more. I think a lot of people are pivoting towards working on clients that truly make a difference. Yeah. And to be able to work on something like that is very heartening and I think satisfying, if I may use that word. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So last six months, your biggest learning. My last. Okay, my my biggest learning is <laughs> be <laughs> optimistic, you know, and and don't get out of. I mean, I'm 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 not a rookie anymore in my business, you know. And, and as you know, when you are an entrepreneur uh, you, or independent, uh, if you work for yourself, you know, it, it, there's always uh, many insecurities. And um, But um, the longer I'm doing that kind of business, um, the more relaxed I'm actually getting, to be honest. And uh, so, um, yeah, be optimistic and, um, yeah, be be positive and um, believe in your own expertise and uh, yeah, competence. <laughs> very well said. And um, you know, and uh, I think there are still a lot of clients who are very hesitant about uh, starting up PR. How is the scene there in your country? And what would your advice be to clients who are still hesitant about starting communication seamlessly, or maybe even getting into the digital space at this point? Yeah, I think there's no way around it, you know. I mean, you definitely need to be, uh, if, if, if you do good things and nobody knows about it, it, it it's not happening, you know. And, and I mean, as you also know, when you explain some people outside of our industry, what are you actually doing? Well, I could tell you what you see in the paper, that's what I'm doing, you know. And, and <laughs> so... 
Um, no, I think there's practically no company who can afford not to do PR, you know, and, and it's still, I mean, we also have a big revival um, of um, journalism in my eyes. I mean, as you know, I work for a big international trusted media corporation and um, the quality journalism, which is obviously also fed by quality PR people, you know, who, who give them information about relevant and interesting new stories and things and, and, and topics. Um, so PR is more relevant than ever and you can, cannot only do print, P, print uh, public relations, definitely. I mean, there's no way. I mean, I, I, I remember the days when there was made a, was a big difference between online and print, you know, and, and where was much less uh, relevant, but this has changed dramatically you know i mean now it's even more the other way around you know because obviously if, if a story is online you can share it and if it's in a print publication then well it's it gets it it, it gets it, it gets lost but it obviously depends on the topic and and the target um the target group you you want to reach but uh, i think everybody every every company who really wants to um be recognized needs to do PR, yeah. True, you know, it's interesting you mentioned about quality journalism on the rise. That's a very interesting insight and very interesting trend that has come about. Um, where have you seen, you know, which medium have you seen a lot of quality journalism evolve? Uh, which medium has seen the maximum evolution of it? Which, uh, can, can you please repeat the question? Which, okay, so which uh, medium, uh, whether it's television, print, or online, where have you seen the maximum growth of quality journalism? Uh, well, I mean, we, we definitely still have this discussion. I, I think, um, I mean, that uh, we just talked about online journalism. I think they have uh, really professionalized, you know. I mean, I know the old days, and, and it's, um, I mean also the big major players they're available on every platform now you know and and they still produce their very big quality uh, journalism and in impartial and uh, insights um, on every platform it's not it's not a, it's not that you get only the good news uh, or the quality news on a, on the print publication you can get it on every platform but you have to be very careful where you get your news information you know and uh, I, I'm a big fan of the big old trusted um, media companies like the BBC for example <laughs> yeah. so yeah so have you seen a perception shift uh, with your clients as well uh, for example like in our country uh, you know, online has uh, really accelerated the growth of online has really been accelerated right and a lot of clients are now preferring to do digital PR versus traditional PR. Even though a print publication holds a lot of value, even today. But when it comes to actually reaching out to people and getting the news out, they prefer going online. Yeah, so there's been a huge sea change of, you know, a shift of perception in the way clients are perceiving traditional media versus new age media. Has something similar happened in your country? Yes, yes, definitely. I mean... Um, online or uh, and 
print is very much equal, you know, and, and obviously all the print publications, they, they have a decreasing audience, you know, people are um, um, not, uh, I mean, there's still obviously people paying for a subscription of their daily newspapers or, or um, all of them are definitely also press and digital and um, um, their problem or their challenge still is how to monetize this quality journalism uh, also digitally. So there's also a big move to, to paid content, you know. I mean, this has also been going on. Uh, as I told you, I worked for the Wall Street Journal Uh, quite a long time and and they were the first who introduced paid content uh, on the web in the mid 90s you know but now more and more uh, more and more um, I mean practically all the big dailies um, they have uh, you know a, a digital version which you can subscribe to and um, um, so yeah it Online and, and print is definitely uh, equal and it, it just depends what kind of topic, you know. I mean, there's some some specific, um, yeah, if you, maybe women publications, I'm still reading in, in as, a, as a printed <laughs> publication. So, but my news I get online, you know, or even on my mobile, yeah. But obviously the, the, the reader has to be much more careful. I mean, this is also a big discussion here in Germany. Uh, fake news, you know, big big topic um, that people are not getting um, led into the wrong direction, you know, when they get uh, fake information. And, and this is in some cases very well done, you know, that you think it's a serious media you're getting your information from, but, it, but it's definitely not. And yeah, I, I understand paywalls are interesting. In fact, in India as well, a lot of publications are choosing to go behind a paywall where you have to subscribe to them, uh, where you have to pay them to read that particular publication. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, one of the biggest things that has also evolved here is paid content. When I say content, I mean native content. Uh, when a news is designed, when an ad is designed as a news. You know, where people can't differentiate between whether it's actually news or has this paid for. And increasingly, a lot of publications are also choosing to do the same thing. They've stayed away from it for a very long time. But I think in the last three, four months, publications that we never thought would go down this route are doing the same thing. Um, has, have you seen something like that evolve in your country as well? Yes, yes. Um, uh, It's also happening, to be honest, you know, also with um, the big uh, na national, I mean, the dailies, you know, but um, I, 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 it's still very much um, uh, marked as advertising, you know, you can, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a bit, um, yeah, I think it's a gray area, you know, because um, they want to make money, they need to make money, <laughs> so Uh, but I don't think it's it's something which has only happened the past three months. I mean, I can't um, uh, I can't see that development. Uh, but um, I mean, there, there are certain uh, publications who do that more than others. Um, uh, but um, I think this is also where the expertise of the PR person comes in again. You know, 
depending on on what what your 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 uh, task is um, that you you make the best choice you know uh, for placing your messages and 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 your 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 product and and, and your clients um true yeah so changes you know how are they being perceived by clients or by common consumers and how are you advising your clients uh, you know to navigate this changing landscape cool yeah good um yeah i think um i mean the consumers definitely uh, need to get uh, adapted because as i said it's even more difficult to differentiate between what is fake news what comes from a serious uh, source um, yeah, that's definitely some learning uh, process still needs to be done. And and um, like for for example, one of my clients, the BBC, does a lot of education in that context. But they also do that. Um, the, the the public broadcasters in Germany, they also do sort of education um, courses for for students. You know how to. How to yeah. um, teach them how to learn how to differentiate between uh, fake news and and uh, real real news <laughs> and what what kind of content you have you know um, yeah I mean how do I um, how do I educate my clients uh, well um, I tell them trust my <laughs> advice maybe you know but no I mean. Uh, I think it's, yeah, advice is uh, choose very careful which media line you're going down. And, and that's why you also need a PR expert as, as you, at your side, you know, because it, it can be very uh, misleading if you want to do um, such a media out, outreach uh, on your own if you don't have the experience, you know, yeah. That's interesting to know that, you know, a media house themselves is educating consumers and other people about fake news uh, when a large part of the media is responsible for adopting, uh, you know, to, I think, propagate this trend as well. Um, good to know that they're actually taking up sessions to educate people about fake news. I think it's very important that a PR professional also knows and understands that so that they can educate their own clients about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for the remaining, I mean, this year, you know, has started and ended really quickly on 2020, uh, 2020 as such, not fast enough for a few people. Uh, what are your plans for the remaining, uh, the remaining quarters of this year? What are your business plans? Uh, well, um, yeah, I want to be more visible myself. That's why I'm talking to you. <laughs> because I'm working much, very much in, in the background. <laughs> uh, I have a few more projects, uh, obviously, also lined up already. And uh, so I'm, I'm actually to be, I'm rather busy until the end of the year. And uh, um, also coming, I mean, I, I de I'm definitely open for, for new business, you know, but um, being uh, rather... That's nice. <laughs> Boutique agency. Uh, it, it's, it's. I'm not starting an aggressive uh, uh, PR uh, acquisition campaign now at the moment or client acquisition campaign. But um, 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 yeah, I have some very interesting, and I want to even work more internationally. I just also finished a project for uh, Georg 
Georgian, not in the States, but Georgia as a former part of, of the Soviet Union. So I'm, I'm really keen to work very much with international companies. Yeah. So that brings me to PRBI. You've been a member for some time. Uh, how has you know joining PRBI helped you grow uh, your business? Yeah, I think it has. I mean, the 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 quality of PRBI is as a as I'm a member since 2011 already um, <clears throat> has really evolved a lot. I have to say, <laughs> you know, <laughs> one of those are the things you're very thankfully are doing. And I, I, sometimes I think, how do you have the time to do that? So, <laughs> no, I think it's a very a great network, you know. I mean, we're really global. We, we, still, we still have quite more members in the States, uh, but also quite a few in Europe. And... Um, um, it's it's just uh, for me being a small company and and uh, for me it's also a great resource to to exchange back best practice and as you know we we always have questions thrown in and somebody always picks picks them up and I also had some great new business already and I also referred some new business so we we also have this benefit. And it's really, I mean, for somebody who is internationally minded as I am, you know, it's really great to, to know people like you in India and, and in, in various, in practically every U.S. state, you know. And uh, so, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's very fun, you know, but also, obviously, we are all very, very experienced PR experts. We're really very clever, I think, you know, <laughs> so... Yes, <laughs> yes, and um, I think any client who wants to work with us uh, has great benefits, you know, and practically all over the globe. And um, yeah, so in, it's it's a very very good network which has really grows in quality, has risen in quality uh, tremendously in the past years. And as you know, last year, this year we wanted to meet in Amsterdam. I was also ready to go. And, um, but I, as we, uh, hopefully next year we will meet there. So, um, that's also very, I mean, I was at two meetings, uh, not in the States yet, but I was in London and I was in Berlin where I, I was also a bit where you could not come in Berlin. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> you know, um, it's uh, interesting to have so many intelligent minds in one place. Uh, it's almost like a think tank for your own boutique agency. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Have, you collaborated with, uh, have you collaborated with members from across different countries? Yes. Yes, I did. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I worked with with Joy. And I worked with um, Christina Kubildi in Italy. I worked uh, with Midnight Communications. So, um, yes, it, it definitely pays off also in terms of uh, doing projects together. And, um, yeah, it's, it, it's a very, <laughs> very beneficial network, especially as if you work like me, you know, if you don't have X number of other senior PR people um in in your office and uh so it's a good opportunity to, to exchange um information and and it's a safe place you know which is also awesome. yeah. 
it's it's not uh, i mean within germany you would not necessarily go to another pr uh, agency and ask about uh, any uh, advice you know i mean i have to contact too with other agencies but um that's a different um it, it, it's very good and and also I also like our output in terms of blogs, you know, Lucy Siegel writes uh, a lot, you know, it's very good um, expertise and insights we give out. So, yes, I'm very pleased with that membership. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Uh, I do hope we get a chance to work together as well at some point. Um, so, you know, what is the what does the future hold for your for the APR industry in your country? going forward i mean i can't i don't have any um surveys at at hand but i i'm i i really think that it it has a very good and bright future yeah because <laughs> i i i think even more um um, yeah, I mean, we are all getting more sustainable, you know, we are all getting more uh, grown up in all over the world, you know, and, and, and PR is certainly a very sustainable and uh, um, educated profession, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fighting for that. And um, I think even more um, people and companies will, will discover the, the, the value of PR. And I also think what I've also experienced over the years is that the relationship between journalists and PR people has really also um, grown to the better. In, 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 even if you're talking about really top-level publications where you maybe 10 years ago would, would have not, uh, you would have really be terrified to, to give them a call. So... <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you can. I, I mean, maybe it also depends how you approach them. That's why I'm always saying don't work with big agencies where, where the, the trainee is making the calls to the top journalists, but work with PR boutiques like we are uh, to get the best results. But I, I also have experience that you actually, um, and this is also what I like about the jobs, because normally, um, in most cases, the journalists are also very educated and sophisticated. I mean, not, not all of them, but quite a few. So you can, um, yeah, you can talk to them. And um, if you have something good to say and, and which is relevant, obviously, for them, um, they also listen. And this is a very... Um, a great potential for companies, but also organizations, you know. I also did something for a university very recently uh, to get more exposure and, and to, to be, more, um, be more in the public, yeah. True. You know, world over, I think uh, the agency model has also changed. And I think moving forward, it is going to be a mix of offline and virtual agency. You're lucky to be a virtual agency. I think a lot of them will want lessons from you on how to run a virtual agency successfully. Yeah, can be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. I mean, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I mean, I also think that the big agency has his, um, 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 has his cases, you know, when you really need to do a lot of groundwork, you know, I mean, I, 
I know that from my past history, as I told you, where we, we just um, had to do big press conferences and, and where a lot of organizational work is to, to be done. But uh, yeah, I mean, ultimately, it, this could be also organized virtually. But uh, I, I'm also, despite me working virtual for a long time already, I, I'm, I don't think that's the, the only way to go. You know, I mean, I, don't, I, I still think we need to meet each other. And, and for me, it's always very um, refreshing and uh, invigorating if I go to meetings in, in person and if we, if we meet, you know, not only via <laughs> Zoom or whatever. Uh, so I don't, I mean, there's even some headlines over here in Germany saying, well, all the big companies, they don't have any more offices, people only work from home. So, Yes, I mean, some, some of the managers, uh, the CEOs are even uh, calling for that, maybe to save money, I, I guess. But um, Very possible. Yeah, but it is, I think you need to get a good combination, you know. I think you need to get... Here, it, this corona period um, has really also helped women, you know, to, to um, work to increase your work-life balance with it, their children, you know, because now it's more uh, more common that they um, stay at home and, and work from home, which has not in many cases in, in some, obviously, it's, I can't speak for all Germany, but there are some industries where, where this is uh, very common, but in others it's not common at all and where it's very important that you stay at your desk in the office and they see you, you know, and... Uh, so it, this has helped, um, has helped um, more trust, you know, trust in the employee and also trust that he works. I mean, there's even, there have been uh, studies out that people during this lockdown period even worked one or two hours more than when they worked in the office. So, I mean, <laughs> so it could go the under, other direction. Um, yeah, so, you know, sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, for women and, and for families, uh, it's good that we, we are a bit more flexible now. In I'm talking about Germany, yes. No, I agree completely. I think it's uh, opened up a lot of doors for a lot of people uh, because work from home has become acceptable. Yeah. Earlier, it was a trust issue, like you mentioned, and I think it's happened world over in a similar fashion, right? Yeah. And yes, we're working more. Um, though we try and create a work-life balance as much as possible, as much as is possible during these trying times. Um, but I think as PR people, we are very social. Yeah, I am happy to be a virtual agency. And I think in a lot of the cities that we operated in earlier, we've morphed into virtual agencies and we are taking help from PRBI members to understand how to run a virtual agency successfully. But I think it has to be a balance, like you said, about you know offline and online models and go on forever and ever with a virtual presence. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's true. Okay. We are running out of time. So last two questions. Um, best and the worst things that you like about your job. Okay. A lot of things I really like. The lo a lot of things I like about my job. I, I outlined that already. I mean, it's really challenging. It's very diverse. You have to... Um, 
get uh, you, you you even if you get older you you challenge your brain all the time because you have to uh, you have to learn new things you know and uh, comprehend get your at the latest developments at least in the topics i'm covering so i i really feel 10 years younger than i'm actually am <laughs> in terms of being at the latest technology you know not everybody is um, so that's that's very many 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 beneficial um, aspects um, what i don't like well if if the client if the client doesn't value <laughs> and does not value, um, yeah, the, the, the intelligence which is behind, you know, I mean, um, yeah. you, still, you still ask those questions. Uh, well, can you please place this article um, like an advertisement, you know, and um, and and if you if you still today in 2020 need to to explain the difference between um, advertising and, and PR you know this is uh, yeah if, if, if you don't uh, if, you, if, if your work is not getting that information um, it's short and if people really think it's it's um, it should not be paid adequately you know I mean the budget aspect you know I mean it's as you know work intensive and creative True. and uh, sophisticated <laughs> so it also has to be paid <laughs> yeah it's true but you'll be very surprised even in 2020 today we have to explain to people how pr is different how it functions and how it is different from advertising well yeah. <laughs> so last question of the day three things you would advise pr entrepreneurs and let's say pr boutique firms in germany to make a note of moving forward what would be your best advice to them uh, I would say, I mean, I can say that now from my past over 20 years experience, I mean, I, I would say like this um, connects to what I just said. I mean, you have to know what you are doing and um, you also have should not undersell yourself, you know, and, and make very clear that um, this is really very useful and even for the society, very beneficial work you're doing, you know, because you educate about um, any kind of topic, you know, and um, yeah, don't under, <laughs> yeah, that's what, what I would say. But um, yeah, I, I can't say that go on only for specialize yourself. I mean, you need some sort of specialization, I guess, but uh, I'm not a fan of saying, well, I'm only doing PR for hotels, you know, because um, I think that can be a very big dead end. In, in True. Yeah. So underselling and application, two very, very valid points and very good advice. Uh, so on that note, we'll end the session for today. Thank you, Judith, for taking out the time and sharing your insights. Really appreciate you taking out the time to speak to all of us today and helping us understand more about PR in Germany. Thank you very much, Tarun Sheet. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So that was Judith Huss, founder of Huss PR Consult, based out of Germany, speaking to us about the PR industry in her country. We do hope the session helped you understand no more about the 
industry in her country. Thank you for joining us again today for this session. We will see you again at our next live session with another interesting conversation on PR from an accomplished professional from the Global PR BI Network. Stay tuned. <laughs>